And now I invite you to stand as you are able for the reading of today's New Testament lesson. It comes from the book of John, chapter 21, verses 1 through 17. After all these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathanael of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, We will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, you have no fish, have you? They answered him, No. He said to them, Cast the net to the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish. The disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes, for he was naked, and he jumped into the sea. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far off from the land, only about a hundred yards off. When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore, full of large fish, a hundred and fifty-three of them. And though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. And he said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter felt hurt because he had said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Sister Laura, thank you. Please be seated. Sister Laura, thank you so much for reading that powerful scripture. Well, welcome to week two of our sermon series, Kindred Hearts, as we explore the call stories of the people of Jesus. Last week, we explored the Great Commission, where Jesus commands the disciples to go and make disciples, not only with the Jews, which was their previous mission, but now also extended to the Gentiles and into every nation. Jesus is calling us as disciples to go, therefore, and make disciples. 
And today we will look at the call story or the recall story of Peter, which is also our recall story. So today, with the help of the Holy Spirit, let us explore the recall of Peter. Let us pray. Gracious God, Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much for allowing me to deliver your word. Holy Spirit, take over. Not my will, but your will be done. May the words as they roll off my tongue and out of my mouth be pleasing and acceptable to you, Father God. Speak, Lord, speak, Lord, for we, your children, we are asking you for ears to hear tonight, to hear exactly what you are saying to each and every one of us. Have your way, Holy Spirit. All this we ask in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We began with verses 1 through 14 of John 21, which sets up the scene for the conversation between Peter and Jesus. Now, Jesus has appeared to the disciples on the mountain in Galilee, where he has commissioned them to go, therefore, and make disciples of every nation. And make sure that you're baptizing them in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And in our text, as usual, you know, I love Brother Peter. Because Peter always makes a decision. Whether it's a good decision or a bad decision, Peter, as usual, not knowing what to do, decides to go fishing. Now, Scripture doesn't tell us that Jesus says, and by the way, go fishing. No, Peter does not tell them to go fishing. Jesus does not tell them to go fishing, yet Peter decides, I'm going fishing. When he does not know what to do next, just like us, it is so easy for us to go back to doing what we're used to doing. Peter and the disciples that decided to go with him are fishermen by trade. They are professionals, yet the scripture tells us that they have been on the boat all night long, yet they did not catch any fish. This reminds me of the story of Jesus calling his first disciples back in Luke chapter 5. In Peter's first call story, do you remember Peter, James, and John, the sons of Zebedee, they are out fishing on their boats. They have been fishing all night long, yet they did not catch any fish. This is the beginning of Jesus's ministry and scripture tells us that Jesus appears and at that moment when Jesus appears, scripture tells us he steps into Simon Peter's boat and he tells him, go out deeper into the water to cast your net. Scripture tells us that they cast the net and there are so many fish that their nets are breaking and the boat was sinking. So the other fishermen came to put fish in their boats. And scripture tells us that at that moment, Simon Peter falls to the feet of Jesus and says, Lord, away from me, I am a sinful man. 
Yet Jesus says to Simon, do not be afraid for now on I will make you fishers of people. Peter's first mission is to be a fisher of people. The fish represent people. They caught 153 fish, which represent at that time the different species of fish, meaning that they were to cast their nets everywhere they went to bring people to Jesus. This is the first step to discipling. You must go out to where the people are in order for them to come in to the church. Jesus tells them to cast their nets on the right side, meaning stop doing what you've always done. But we're going to talk about that later. So now, let's look at the recall of Peter. We pick up on the text where once again, Peter and the disciples, they go fishing. Because Peter just can't, you know, he can't contain himself. Jesus has appeared. Jesus has risen. He's appeared on the mountain and he's told them this commandment to go and to make disciples. But yet Jesus doesn't give instructions, you know, like a checklist, like a to-do list, like, and you need to do it today or right now. So, you know, Peter, I'm like Peter, I got to keep moving. So Peter says, you know what? I'm gone. I'm going fishing. So Peter decides that he's going fishing. And then, you know, he's got his posse, the other ones that are fishermen, and they all go and they're out there and they're out there all night long and they don't catch any fish. And it's wonderful how the disciple who Jesus loves <laughs> notices that Jesus is standing on the shore with a fire. He's got a fire going like a barbecue, right? And he's standing there and Jesus says, children, not brothers. He says, children, you have not caught any fish. Jesus says, cast your net to the right side and you will catch some fish. They do as Jesus says and they catch so many fish, but this time the net is so full, yet it doesn't break. See, Jesus has told them to go and cast the net, but you notice that it's when Jesus tells you to cast it, not when you want to cast, not when you want to go, but when Jesus gives you instructions and tells you how to do it. This is one of the steps, the first step of discipling, because what Jesus is saying, stop doing what you've always done. You're always casting your net to the left and you don't catch any fish. Do something different. Cast your net to the right. Jesus is saying, church, you can't continue to do church the same way you always have done it. We can't continue always doing it the same way. As my cousin would say, nothing changes if nothing changes. Peter jumps out of the boat, heading to Jesus, and Jesus says, bring me some of your fish. Peter jumps in the boat, gets some fish to come back. Like last week, I said, Jesus is already there waiting. So Jesus is already there waiting on his disciples to come to him. Jesus has already prepared 
a breakfast. Jesus is waiting for the disciples with a charcoal fire. If you remember when Peter denied Jesus, that was a fire, a charcoal fire. Remember, he's standing by the fire and someone says, you, you were one of them. And Peter says, I don't know the man. So here Jesus reminds Peter of what Peter has done, yet Jesus in a few moments is going to change Peter's life as he knows it. Scripture tells us after the disciples finished their breakfast. Now you notice for breakfast they had fish and bread. And that recalls the story of feeding the multitude. You remember when Jesus took the fish and the bread and he blessed it and then they had plenty to feed and they had leftovers. So here is Jesus once again preparing a meal, not his last supper, but he's preparing breakfast. And they come and they eat and after they finish, Jesus has a conversation with Peter. Jesus is so loving, so kind, so forgiving, so healing that Jesus will call us to come back to him. Jesus will recall us back to him. No matter what mistakes we've done, no matter what we do, Jesus always makes a way for us to come back. This gives me hope because I'm like Peter. We're like Peter. We mess up. We deny Christ by our actions, our words, our deeds. We do stupid things like go before him, decide to go fish and do whatever we want to do before Jesus tells us what to do. But yet, no matter what we do, there's no mistake too big for Jesus. Now at this point, I'm sure that Peter is feeling so awful because he's denied Jesus. And even though Jesus is there, Jesus really still hasn't been really talking to Peter. You know what I'm saying? So I'm sure that Peter was full of anxiety and, you know, he just didn't really know, you know, like, did Jesus really, you know, did he forgive me? Am I still Jesus' friend? Are me and Jesus still okay? Because, I mean, I did exactly what he told me I was gonna do. I denied him. So I'm sure there are so many emotions going on in Peter's mind. Yet what I love about Jesus, as I always say, Jesus does not allow us to stay in that state. So Jesus asked Peter the same question three times. And each time Jesus asked the question, you would notice that he calls Peter, not just by his name, but also identifying him by his earthly father, because he says, son of. So in this conversation, we will see that Jesus asked a question, Peter responds with an answer, and then Jesus gives a command. Jesus is reversing the past mistake that Peter made when Peter denied him three times Jesus asked him the very same question three times, giving him an opportunity to repent. 
He says, do you love me? In asking these questions, Jesus now is getting ready to change the mission of Peter's life. See, remember, Peter was a fisher of people. Let's look at the conversation. Jesus says, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And Peter says, yes, Lord, you know I love you. And Jesus says, feed my lamb. Jesus wants to know, do you love me more than anything else in this world? If you love anything more than Jesus, you would not serve Jesus with your whole heart and your ministry would not be as effective and fruitful as it could be. At this moment, Jesus is commanding Peter to feed my lamb. Now, a lamb is a young sheep or a new believer, a, a gentle or a weak believer, someone who has just started the ministry, who has just accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And the word feed in this context means to furnish something essential to development. Or in other words, Jesus is commanding Peter to give this lamb, this new member of the family, Give them what they need. Feed them. They need spiritual food. They don't need the same food that a sheep needs. This is a lamb, so they need something different, and I need you to feed it to them. You prepare it for them, and you give it to them. You teach them the word. You teach them how to pray. You feed them and take care of them. And then Jesus says, Simon, son of John, the second time, do you love me? Peter says, yes, Lord, you know I love you. And Jesus commands, tend to my lambs and to my sheep. Jesus is commanding him at this point, okay, they're in the church they're part of the family. You're feeding them with spiritual food, but now I need you to tend to them. You can't keep a lamb right there. See, one thing that we do in the church, we can cast a net, can't we? We can cast a net and pull them in, baby. We can bring them into the church and we get them in the church. They join the church and we leave them and let them go. And we wonder why our numbers are the way they are. Why do people stray away from the church? Why do people talk against the church? Because we have to remember just because our work is not done, just because we get them in here, that's just the beginning. And just because we feed them on Saturday and on Sunday and on Wednesdays and Bible study, we still have to now, we have to tend to them. And the word tend in this context means to pay attention to, to watch over, or to be a caretaker. Now the lamb is becoming a sheep because it's older, it's been in the church more, but also they are still tender and fragile because it's someone that's easily influenced. 
Remember that sheep are timid, defenseless creatures, and they cannot protect themselves. And if they are left by themselves, they will fall off the path. So Jesus is calling us to watch over them, to take care of them, to check on them, to make sure they're all right, make sure they're still in the past. Hey, you haven't been to church. Hey, I haven't seen you in Bible study. How are you? Are you doing okay? We noticed that you hadn't been here today. We have to be careful that we don't forget the fish that we caught. And then finally, Jesus says, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And this time, you know, like, whoo, that's like your parent asking you the same thing over and over. And so finally, Peter's feelings are hurt. And he says, Lord, you know everything. You know I love you. And Jesus says, feed my sheep. Jesus is commanding Peter to feed my sheep. You caught them, you brought them back to the shore, you provided spiritual food, you watched over them, you checked on them, but now I need you to motivate them. You see what I'm, where I'm going with this? So now feed the sheep in this context means to support, encourage, and motivate. Okay, we can't stay stuck. You came in, you joined, we're feeding you, you're receiving, we're moving. This is a movement. A follower, a disciple of Christ moves. We don't stay stagnant. So Jesus is calling us just like Peter that we have to help support our brothers and sisters. We need to give them the advice. You know, when they're struggling with the prayer, we should be there to share and to pray with them. If they're struggling with scripture, we are there to help. We need help. We are here to help each other. And at that moment, Peter's life has changed. Peter's mission has changed from a fisherman of people to a world evangelist. Now he is tending and feeding the lamb and the sheep. He's not only going out and catching the fish, now he's tending and he's feeding. So he's going from a fisherman to a shepherd. So Jesus is entrusting Peter, the one that denied him three times. Jesus has brought him back into the family. Jesus has recalled him back and Jesus has changed his identity from Peter, the denier, to Peter, the rock. The same Peter that denied Jesus, Jesus has now changed their relationship. No longer is he Peter the forsaken, now he is Peter the forgiven, Peter the friend. This is how Jesus works. What is your story? What has changed in your life? and in your calling. Are you like me? Do you need a recall from Jesus? Or are you so self-righteous that you don't even realize 
that that's not of Jesus. In case you forgot the mission, Jesus is calling us to go, therefore, and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And Jesus says, and when you do that, continue to go out into the world. You notice what I said, church, don't build it for them to come but you go out to bring them in. He said, and once you bring them into the shore to me and you continue to cast your net, but you make sure you cast it on the right side. The right side is my side. Make sure when you're out there and you're casting your net that you're equipped with my word and you're going out there and everything that you do exemplifies me so that people can see me in you as you're bringing the people in. And then Jesus is saying, now that you got them in, I'm gonna need you to feed them. You gotta give them spiritual food. You gotta preach my word and teach my word to them. And then you need to pray with them, tend to them. They need checking on. You need to pray for them. And then I need you to continue to feed them because what happens when you feed that sheep, that sheep gets confident in Christ. That sheep goes out and now that sheep can make disciples. And then you see what happens and it goes, on and on and on. The reason Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? Is because of this. You cannot say, yes, Lord, I love you, yet you do not care and love and feed and tend and pray for and pray over and look after people. You can't say you love the Lord, yet you would not be willing to shepherd his people. You notice he said, mine, mine, mine. They're not your people. These are not your church members. These are sheep. Jesus' is sheep. We are Jesus' sheep. Jesus is calling us into action. Jesus is calling the church to get out there and to put your feet to the plow, baby. Let's do it. Get out there. It's time for action. If you need a recall, and Jesus will give it to you because Jesus is offering us an opportunity. If you got it wrong, it's okay. You can make a mistake, but one thing is for sure. Jesus is there right there at your shore waiting on you to come bring yourself back in. Sometimes we gotta bring ourselves in. We might can't bring nobody else because we need to have a little talk with Jesus. So friends, I asked you, if you say that you love the Lord, Will you cast your net, feed his lamb, tend and feed the sheep? In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, let the church say, Amen.